Yeah. All right, we're here. This yeah, is Ryan. We're finally together. This is Steve. We're yeah, finally together. Steve finally made it up here this morning. Do I need to record a? Whole, do I need to say the whole thing? I don't know. Hold your mic like this, Steve. And give yourself like like a thumb length. You want, okay, like I'm gonna just stick my. I'm gonna thumbs up myself yeah, this okay. whole time. All right, so we just went through the Gibson booth. Yeah. And uh, we're kind of just going to, like, go through booths and, like, review them afterwards and get a little bit of content today. Yeah, we uh, we try to go through a different uh, big-name electric guitar slash... Starts with a 7, ends with an Ender. Yeah, uh, but apparently they're closed till noon because they're doing real business. Real big business. Not like that fake podcast business that some of us are involved in. <laughs> uh, but uh, so we, we went... went and we checked out Gibson and what's your initial impression uh, Steve? today was the first time I ever tried a Gibson uh-huh. acoustic guitar not really? at a retail store oh okay I thought you were uh, going to say the first time but whenever you ever. whenever I've tried them in a retail store they've always like I mean it's been a few years but they used to always come with like whatever strings they were using and we, I know we've talked about this before not to wax poetic about Taylor but for years Taylor and they might still be was partnered with Elixir Strings because uh-huh. they knew that those were the strings that were going to last forever on the shelf. Yeah. And uh, so I finally got to play Gibson with fresh strings today, and it, it was cool. I liked it. I liked it. That being said, their electric guitar uh, demo setup is, well, their whole booth is pretty cramped. Yeah. Their electric guitar demo setup, I, I don't feel like there was really anything that jumped out to me as like, oh, that's really cool. I feel like uh, they... They all the guitars they have out are like, like here's our like our good like standard premium ones. Like all the weird stuff they've been advertising coming out. Right. From something they don't have any of Did that. Did you out. see any of those M twos in there? No, M3? none. The, none. the Amazon ones. No, there's nothing like that in there. Uh, the bigger thing was that um, they're all running through, and it's one of these things where I, I feel like once you get to a large enough size that you're effectively a conglomerate uh-huh. you run into this problem all of their guitars are running through task and practice like right. these practice uh, recording session ones which are I guess great for like coming up with songwriting ideas and whatever very versatile but the issue is that they s- don't sound good with like just straight electric guitar you know, there's so many good headphone amp situations at nam this year yeah i feel like that's the thing that's really changed in the three years that we've been coming is that the headphone amp situation is is great right now right so if you go in there and it was a bunch of uh you know old blood noise headphones amps or the new quilter which that would be weird for quilter to have their own booth and this right right or even like i know last year like paul reed smith just had the pod beans you know yeah Something where you could do more than just a clean and, I mean, I'm sure there were settings on there that I just didn't know how to access. Uh huh. But um, you know what? You know what? The you couple know, boxes weird. I've run into that have made really good headphone amps at this NAM. What's that? The the new neighbor speaker emulator. Oh and yeah. And the Digitech speaker emulator. It's called like the double cab or something like that. Right. They're not amp simulators. They're just speaker emulators. Yeah. And that has made all the difference. Like the like. Playing things through those, too, as, yeah. as they've just sounded like amps through headphones. Sure, I was really impressed with those so far. I know and, you haven't had a chance to check no, them out. No, and, and I mean, I know you know, like like I said, it's it's kind of like the downside of being this the scale that Gibson is and the number of brands they've acquired. Right, is you want to promote your own stuff, so you can't just grab whatever might actually be the best demo tool. You might, are, yeah, it's not your brand. Maybe you're not restricted to using your own stuff necessarily, but 
I understand why it's all Tascam in there, and I don't. I don't think those Tascam units are per se bad. I right. just. I just feel like the Gibson booth in general isn't, and it never has been. The the times that we've gone, it hasn't been about like, oh here let's let's show the instruments to the players. It's been right. more a uh, like an investment front. Yeah, like come yeah. check out our brands, see what we're like doing this year, invest in in Gibson sort of thing. Like it's a show as like a business sort of thing. Yeah, uh, they have a lot of stuff in there showing off their their record players. And their studio monitors. Right, they've got Stanton in there. I mean, it's it's not a, the Gibson guitars booth; it's the Gibson brands booth. So it's Gibson, it's Epiphone, it's right, right. You know, it's a Tascam, KRK, Stanton. Uh, there's a company called Neat Microphones, yeah, which apparently is founded by like the, one of the guys who was originally behind Blue Microphones. Oh, really? And that was the thing where you They're came cute. over and you're like, "You ready to record?" I was like, "No, I'm listening to this." And it was one of the guys who was like a founder of Blue. And he was talking about how at like one point in their career, like Guitar Center came to Blue Microphones and was like, here's a purchase order of $250,000. Right. Like, this is what we want. And they were like, we're, we're going to ask for this. On, we have a hundred, you know, I don't know how long ago this was because I came in like, I was kind of eavesdropping, you know. Right, right. But it's NAMM, so it's never really eavesdropping. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the guy was just saying how, like, at the time, like, Guitar Center was like, this is going to be a regular thing for us. Like, we really like your product, and we think we're going to be able, be able to order at this scale. It was just kind of this mind-blowing thing. And apparently, at some point, like, the economics at Blue, I guess, changed in terms of their their corporate makeup or whatever. Uh -huh. And I don't know if the guy got bought out or whatever, but now he's doing neat microphones, which is a Gibson brand. Interesting. Uh, yeah, so it sounds yeah, like a situation kinda, where, like, he sold the brand... And, yeah, I don't you know. know if like, he, I don't know if he it was so, if he sold it or if he got bought out or yeah, yeah. if the other guys in the brand were like, "Look, we're going to get a bunch of money and we want to go all the way." And yeah. either you're with us or, or we're going to give you like half a million dollars to disappear. Or, you know, who knows? I just made that number up. He didn't, yeah, yeah. He didn't who knows? Say that. Don't you're quote making, me. You're making stuff up. So don't you know, quote me. I ain't said. Uh, you want to well, hear about my favorite part of the Gibson booth? What's your favorite part? Oh yeah. So tell was, me about your was, favorite part. I was walking around. Uh -huh. And I'm about to pass through this little walkway that they have in between, like, tabletops. Yeah. I look up. And I look at the, this person's face who's walking through it at the same uh -huh. time. It's, it's mother freaking Mark Marin. Mark Marin from I, WTF. From WTF. And no, I, no other claim to fame. Only the WTF podcast. Yeah, I, make, I make eye contact with him. My hand instinctually goes out. Yeah. His hand instinctually goes out. Our hands connect. We shake hands. He's looking at me like... Do I know who you are? <laughs> and I all I say, all I can say is like, it's really great running into you. And then we release hands, and he has this look on his face like, oh, great. I I didn't need to have him waste my time. And he yeah. he walked to the back, and he's having like a private meeting with Gibson people. Uh, yeah. Um, but that was it was a, that was a trip for me to run into Mark Maron. How, how tall is he? I, you know, I didn't notice, which means he's smaller than me. Okay, I've always imagined that he was maybe like five eight, but I really have no idea. I I guess he's. Probably like five ten, five eleven, well, something like that. The the middle is short. Yeah, yeah, but I I didn't get a chance to taller than the average short person, but shorter than us. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to like tell him about the show, which bummed me out. I would have loved to be like, hey, listen to us, which he probably doesn't have time to do. He probably doesn't yeah. listen to anyone's podcasts. I wouldn't. I don't even listen to our podcast. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> That was fun. But yeah, uh, I'm too busy stealing comedy bits from other shows. Other other things in the Nam booth, they had a single Kramer guitar in there. Yeah, it's got this these uh, these inlays. Yeah, I they're kind of like 
It's look. I don't know. It, it looks like they tried to make the inlays on the fretboard look like the headstock. But it's uh, got a clear banana headstock, and that was not yeah. it. It's like, why do you have? It's definitely a headstock shape. This the inlay. It but is it's a not, shape. But it's not the the shape of the headstock on that guitar. So it was really confusing to me. I don't know if they're going to bring Kramer back. It seems like they kind of put it into like hibernation for a while. Yeah, uh, Kramer was like a semi-budget import brand for a while. Uh, so who knows? Who knows what's going to happen with that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they were doing like the music yo thing with Kramer for a long time. Exactly. Like selling exactly. like neon green uh, Explorer shapes with those hot rail, like quad rails in them. Yeah. So I don't know. It'd be interesting to see if they bring that back a little bit more. Uh, I mean, shred guitars aren't really a thing right now, are they? Outside of metal. No. Yeah. I think Kramer holds a legacy for guys who um, maybe picked up a guitar in the 80s and have just kind of like still stayed, wishing, stayed there. Still wishing they were Eddie Van Halen. Well, I mean, I don't want to be like derogatory against those guys because, you know, props to you for sticking around. and Yeah. I mean, I'm still kind of playing the same music I was playing oh, 10 course. years ago, you know. Of course. But I think I think Kramer's one of those brands where it's like, if your guitar heroes played Kramer, you're still maybe kind of interested in that brand. Right, right. But for but they haven't broken. Well, they like, kind they of haven't, like they haven't done anything to like bring on new fans in a long time. Yeah. Well, they've they've been using the brand as like, oh, here's a $400 shredder for a long time, you know. Exactly. Yeah. So did you see any guitars in there that we were just like, wow, that's great, or anything else in there? Not really. I mean, I, I don't... It's kind of just like walking through... It's all kind of laid out as, as in a catalog. row. Exactly. It's, you know, if there was anything special, they didn't set themselves up to um, to draw your attention to yeah. it. What do you think about God, the... Uh, I feel like I'm doing some kind of like... Uh, uh, architecture podcast. <laughs> There's nothing in there that really catches your eye. What do you think about the the booth girls that they have scanning everyone's IDs? So you know we're going to get a thousand emails. I'm already from getting a thousand. All emails. the Gibson brands. I'm after already getting Nam. a thousand emails, so I'm not super worried about it. It's I, weird to see Gibson using booth girls though. Like that's like. Yeah, last year was kind of in and out. And we chat about that a lot. I mean, Dean's doing it this year. There's a couple uh, brands on the floor doing doing that kind of sort of thing. It's weird to see Gibson doing it because it's like, I don't know. It seemed like they've been, well, their booths have never been great previous yeah. years. Like they were more high class than that. I mean, I guess. maybe they just thought they were going to try to do something. I don't know. I have a feeling. The feeling I get from from the Gibson booth is that it wasn't put together by people with. Who are in touch with the guitar world right now? Right, but it's put together as like a business. Some investment people would thing. argue that that's been the problem with Gibson for years. Yeah, yeah. Is but that it, it feels like it was put together as a, as like an investment front. You know, like right. come check out our brand. This right. is what happens at other trade shows. You know, like I mean, for what it's worth, they're like booth girl model. Yeah, they're booth girls, but it's not like it's not over. It's not like yeah. Well, I I didn't feel like as I was walking by. It was like, I mean, it's just a t-shirt and shorts. It, it didn't, right. I didn't feel like it was like. It's not like if you go to like a trade show and there's like, like, uh, you know, like race car girls there or something like that. Right. You know? It wasn't screaming like. Yeah, that's fine. Pay attention to, pay attention to me. My yeah. brand is going to fizzle out in five years. I guess if, if they got to have anyone scanning tags at the door, I guess make it interesting for hashtag no horny dudes. I you guess. <laughs> uh, is, that, is that the angle here? I don't know. I don't know. 
I'm sure it doesn't hurt. Yeah. All right. So I think that uh, pretty much puts a button on Gibson. Uh, yeah. You got anything else? I don't think so. We're going to go cruise around and check out some of the other bigger brands. Yep. Uh, we're going to hopefully do some recording with Matt Knight from Guitar Nerds. Man, don't spoil it. What if it doesn't happen? It might not happen. A lot of things were maybe going to happen and not happen this yeah. trip. Uh, we'll definitely be doing like a follow-up episode after everything on the ride home and uh, doing that sort of thing. So yep. keep listening. I'm going to try to dump as much content as we get just same week. Same week. Yep. Get right. it all over with. Later, guys. Bye.